You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoopballers, welcome back to Today in Sports Betting, Tuesday, May 12th, 2020. I'm your host, Ira Silver. I am joined alongside with Devin Ellington and Andrew Hansen. Guys, I'm really excited for this episode. Uh, you know, it's been a long time coming. As some of you know out there, I am a co-founder in a daily fantasy sports site called Overlay Fantasy Sports. I'm excited to have Andrew on today to talk a little DFS. Uh, he is a Ivy League grad, played competitive baseball. He is a DFS contributor for Hoopball as well as DFS Coach Talk. Devin, everyone knows Devin. Intro is not needed whatsoever. I'm excited. Andrew, Devin, how are you guys doing today? Well, I'm doing great. This is almost too much to handle. Last time <laughs> I came on, I got to do a show with Devin, and now I get to be on with Devin and Ira. This is almost too much to handle. The perfect triumvirate. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. well. I'm I'm glad to hear everyone else is doing good also. Yeah, well, uh just you just having a cup of coffee here. I'm ready to power through this one. Um and uh and get your thoughts on some DFS takes on uh you know, maybe KBO, uh maybe talk a little soccer coming back. Um I heard that baseball looks like they approved some sort of um scheduling wise uh that's what i'm hearing so i'm excited let's get into it devin what what uh what we got on tap here first for us well so first and foremost uh like andrew mentioned we've had him on before but um to talk a little bit more about what he does and the ins and outs of uh his playing and such i was curious to pick his brain a little bit about what he's been doing with the kbo since it started in the dfs aspect So, Andrew, uh, I wanted to ask you, we, I mean, I know we've talked a little bit offline, 
but what is uh, a team pitching staff right now? And then what would you say are some of your favorite bats team-wise that you're putting into lineups? Well, let's start with my favorite, favorite bats. Um, huh. I, I was a hitter myself, so, and a lefty. So I, I love looking at left-handed bats that you can stack. You know, we, in, we know that in DFS baseball, that's the key is to stack a few hitters together who are going to go off. So obviously you start with looking at uh, lefties who are going to face a righty and coming up here on the Wednesday slate, May 13th, it's kind of hard to keep track of the days because we're recording this in the morning on the 12th, but uh, early morning in South Korea tomorrow, we've got uh, the Doosan lefties going going up against a a right-hander who had a poor outing his first start. And these guys from Doosan, uh, Devin, I think you're familiar with them as well. But the two, three, four hitters are just, you know, three big boppers in a row. Yeah, yeah. completely raking. Uh, so they're my favorite stack uh, out of the whole league. And they actually went off yesterday against mm-hmm. the lefty. So it doesn't even matter. You know, yeah. traditionally you, you want to save those matchups for righties. But it seems like they, they don't really discriminate. Whoever they're facing, they just dominate. Sounds yeah. like a little, it sounds like a little, um, it, it's, 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 it's sending alarm bells right now to my head. Maybe we should be uh, betting on that team. What's, uh, any thoughts there from a betting perspective? So some of the success and failures I've had with the Doosan Bears, obviously the overs, the overs are the way to go with them because they score so many runs themselves that it's going to be easy that they might even hit that over themselves. Uh, the bullpens in the KBO league-wide, and I talked about it a little bit yesterday on the episode. I did a full bullpen breakdown team by team. Uh, it's pretty uh, rancid uh, as far as production. And Doosan actually has one of the worst bullpens. So, that sure, they score a bunch of runs, but then they also give up seven runs in the back end of the game. So the over for the Bears, maybe the first five, uh, you know, picking them to win. Uh, but I usually uh, have seen failure when betting the full game uh, favorites uh, or money line for the Doosan Bears because they give so many runs up once the starter gets out. And to your point, Ira, I do like the idea of betting Doosan tonight. I haven't seen the line, but in addition to those great hitters, they do have a stud pitcher going. It's mm-hmm. Todd Lee. Last year he went 17-4 and with a 3.64 ERA you know, one of the best aces in the league. And Lottie, they've been, they've been strong this year with a, with a strong starting pitching staff. But as I mentioned, the guy going tonight didn't make it out of the fifth inning in, the, in his first outing. So I do like the deuce on hitters and the deuce on pitcher tonight. Yeah, and I had a question for you, Andrew, and I hate to put you on the spot here, but I'm always interested to, to, to see how things play out. And now my question to you is have you always been following the KBO or are you just adapting like a chameleon to these times, these crazy times that we're in and, and having to learn and having to research and having to dig into the data from the last couple years to really get a handle on KBO? I mean, I know we all got a lot of time, but I'm just saying like, are you a fan now or is this just kind of, you know, it, we had to do it? Great question. It's, it's kind of both. You know, for the last week, it feels like I've been studying the KBO for my whole life because <laughs> it's been like around the clock, you know, setting the alarm at 
three in the morning to check the to lineups to make sure we have folks in our DFS lineup who are actually playing. Yeah. And uh, it's been so much fun because I, I didn't know anything about the KBO. I had never followed it. I was not a fan. Um, plenty of stuff in the U.S. to keep us busy. You know, it's hard enough to follow MLB every single day. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, it's just an opportunity for basically the best baseball in the world that's being played right now to dig in and, and really study it and try to catch up, like you said. And it's, it's really a fun challenge because it's sort of like starting with a blank slate and you get to a, approach it in terms of DFS um, in a unique way where you don't already know all the players. Um, you know, one thing I've kind of been joking about is that it takes like 15 or 20 minutes just to build one lineup. Whereas in the U.S., you know, you go on DraftKings or FanDuel for one of the major sports, you can build a lineup in 60 seconds because you know all the players. Right. So it's, uh, it is a real challenge in, in many ways to, uh, to play DFS. And I think that's so interesting because even though it is a challenge, it's kind of like, it's kind of like hiring a new salesperson at your office, you know? You kind of, there's the two different salespeople. There's the guy that's been doing it for 30 years and he's set in his ways and he thinks he knows everything. And then you got the young buck who's 23 years old, just graduated and has no sales experience. And you can kind of tailor, you know, his pitch and his cadence and, and his clothes um, to to, to the way that you like it because he's so green. So I kind of like that. I, I feel like, you know, even though we've been around the block and we've been betting and we've been doing DFS and we've been, we've been doing this for a long time as fellow degenerates. Um, the real, the real interesting thing to me is here is that you get to do something from scratch. You get a new clean slate, a white canvas, so to speak, and you kind of get to paint your own picture and not have these preconceived notions of who all these other random players are in the KBO. Yeah. And one fun thing is in the first week is looking at the price tags of each player yeah. and, yeah. and trying not to be biased by that. You know, you go into uh, a DFS MLB slate in the U S and you've got years and years of data to support the different price tags. I mean, you know, aces like Kershaw are going to be the most expensive. But when you look at the KBO, um, it's just fun to try to take the price tag out of it and look for value. So I remember chatting with Devin before opening day about Southhold, this pitcher who was a mid, mid-priced guy, but he had a full year of experience going up against a newcomer to the league. And I, I told Devin, I thought there was value there and they were the underdog, but Southpole went out and pitched a complete game. Uh, and so I just thought he was underpriced. And I, so I valued the fact that he had the experience in the league going against a newcomer. Uh, so instead of just taking the flashy name who maybe has recent big league experience in the U S you know, try to dig a little bit deeper and look at experience in the league and somebody who's more comfortable or another example would be the guy who's been in quarantine. And so he, yep, yep. he travels over there and instead of working out and, and getting strong and getting ready for opening day, like Casey Kelly, Tyler Wilson, you know, if you're stuck in quarantine, that really throws off your, your mojo as a pitcher. And so looking for opportunities like that to take advantage and, 
you know, fade guys who are going to be higher owned. Now, I want to backtrack a little bit, Andrew. You said it's challenging and such, but you've had immense success like in this KBO market as of late. How did the slate last night go for you? And uh, was there a value bat that you would want to talk about that you used in one of your lineups that you maybe cashed in? Oh, you had to ask about yesterday, Devin? I don't <laughs> want to today. talk about yesterday's today. slate. <laughs> today. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I knew, you, I knew you were going to. So yeah. Um, so yesterday didn't go as well for me because I faded the, uh, the stud pitcher, Jokic, who Jokic, yeah. he, actually, he actually did well. The reason I didn't pitch him is because in his first outing, he only threw 66 pitches. Mm. It was, he, he pitched five innings. The score was one-to-one, and they pulled him out. So I figured he was going to be on a limited pitch count again. Uh, so, again, try to fade the chalk there. Last night, unfortunately, he got through six innings. They, they bumped him up to 83 pitches, uh, and he didn't, give up, he didn't give up any earned runs. So that was a pitcher you really needed to have. But um, in terms of the bats, my favorite value bat from last night who uh, paid off is Sung Bum Na. The number oh, yes. three, yeah, yeah, you know him, the number three hitter for the NC Dinos. Yeah. So this is a lefty, real power guy who is low priced because last year he was injured. But he, you know, he hit 366 last year when he did play. And the year before that, 318 with 23 homers. So when you've got all these studs who are around you know, 5.5K to 6,000, and then you've got this veteran hitter who's only 3,600 lefty hitting third. You know, that's the guy and the guy I'm looking for. For some reason, he's just underpriced on DraftKings. So he was my target, and uh, he paid off last night. So another guy in that same game that I want to talk about uh, that actually tied my lineup together, um, I actually cashed in two last night. I was talking to you offline how I'd been struggling lately. Um, I took 19th out of 450-something last night in the lobby. Awesome. Uh, this guy was a huge part of it because he only had 13% ownership. I spent $2,900 on him, and that's Sung Woo Jang, the catcher for the KT Wiz. Uh, ended up having one run scored, two hits, a homer, one ribby, and a walk. So 19 points uh, for 2900 bucks. You can't really complain about that. Uh, and I used that to build around the Doosan stack with Fernandez, and I had Dixon Machado at shortstop. Yeah, you know, you bring up a, a good point with that catcher. Catcher, I think, might be the most interesting position from a DFS perspective in the KBO because there's such a gap between Yang, the mm-hmm. cleanup hitter for the Dinos, mm-hmm. who is you know MVP caliber player, and he's usually priced around five thousand, and he bats cleanup. But all the other catchers in the league bat between sixth and ninth. They're a lot cheaper. And so you, it's, it's, it's almost like one of the primary decisions you have to make is, do I want to pay up for the catcher tonight or go with one of these value guys who's batting at the bottom of the lineup? And typically you don't want to do that. You want your batters to be one through four to try to get that extra at bat. So um, that's one of the things I've tried to do is try to find some of these value catchers other than Yang to pivot to. So uh, that's great that you picked up on, on Jang and, and uh, took advantage of that home run. Yeah, it's, um, I usually don't like to rely on home runs or touchdowns in DFS because there's such a variance. But um, I did see some other stuff in his stat line that I really liked. He, just, he was a patient hitter, and you can see it. So I, 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 that walk, that was kind of something I was hoping to bank on, and then maybe a hit. 
I was hoping to get maybe seven, eight points from him. So he definitely helped me out. I've got three value catchers if you want them. Oh, yeah. I'll put them right down right now. In addition to the guy you played for KT, uh, three other guys I found are the key wound catcher, Dong Juan Park. He mm-hmm. had a home run last night, 10-year veteran. Next is LG's catcher, Kang Nam Yu. He had 16 homers last year. And then finally, the Samsung catcher, Min Ho Kang. Min Ho, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, 13 homers last year. And then the four years before that, he was at least 20 homers. Wow. And if those don't, if those numbers don't sound like a lot to the listeners, you know, once you dig in to the KBO stats and lineups, uh, Devin, you've covered it before with Ira, you know, the home runs were down last year. So when you get a guy with double digit home runs, even though he's at the bottom of the lineup, you know, that's a real target for a value play. And there's talks now that the ball is juiced again. Uh, the players, coaches, uh, everyone's saying that the ball's different uh pitchers it's just it's a whole lot of different um there was two oppo field home runs hit in a ballpark last night um and there was only like four oppo home runs hit in that ball field uh all of last season (laughs) that should tell you something so yeah but they didn't tell the the people that they're changing the ball so it should tell you something it should just how you play the overs yes yeah um, one, another thing, one point that I touched on yesterday, but I just want to preface it because it was something that I heard and, uh, picked up on and it, I thought it was so important. And I think, um, it's going to be prevalent here in the early parts of the KBO is Monday is the off day. So you're getting, I think a little bit more, um, less runs going to be scored on Tuesday, Wednesday, because you're going to have rested pitchers. And then you're also going to have more of your ACE pitching matchups. And then I think on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those weekend series, mostly more towards Saturday uh, and mainly Sunday, I think you're going to start to see more homers, more uh, sloppy play, and more runs scored uh, because, you know, it's deeper in the pitching rotations, more bullpen usage, all that stuff. Yeah, that's a great point, following the schedule. Uh, getting used to it. I kind of like their schedule, just Mondays off in general. I know this year it's going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, you you really start to get a sense of the rhythm of the week and also the ballparks. Uh, As we get more and more data, we can target certain ballparks uh, when we want to hit those overs. Also the weather. Um, There was the Saturday that those three games were rained out. I didn't have a lot of action because I did see on Twitter that there was some people over there uh, some contributors that mentioned, like, you know, there's been heavy rains. They expect, like, most of the games to be affected. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I put that out on the podcast, and I didn't have a lot of action on DFS or betting. So uh, I woke up the next day, and I was really happy to find out that, uh, you know, that data came through for me because those three games did get rained out. Yeah, that, that was a bit of a disaster for a lot of players uh, because – the rainouts weren't all announced at the same time. And one of them was late. And really the, the way to go that day was to stack the game in the dome. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly what I'm going to be prepared to do the next time we have a, a similar weather situation is just stack that one game in the dome and hope the other ones rain out at the last minute. Yeah. Now what stadium and what team is that that plays in the dome? 
Oh, you had to you had to hit me with a million dollar question, didn't you? I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you Devin, Devin, to... the, the, Devin, the whole point of having a guest on the show is to that not wasn't in the show him. notes. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't. In the show. Hey, I don't know, so I, I'm right there. I'm in the same canoe. So. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just here for the fun. He's just for the ride. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks like Kiwum plays in a dome. Okay. The Kiwum okay. heroes. Heroes. Awesome. I have a question, guys. Um, I'm seeing a couple lines up here. Just wanted to get your thoughts just because I haven't really invested like you guys have in the KBO DFS. And obviously maybe some of our listeners haven't either. Maybe they're waiting around for a couple picks here. I see there's uh, five games on the board. We got the LG Twins versus the Wyverns. We got the Wiz versus the Dinos, the Tigers versus the Eagles, the Giants versus the Bears, and the Heroes versus the Lions. Um, any, any, without seeing the line, Andrew, any game or side you like, and I can let you know what the line is and then you can tell me whether or not we should bet it. Okay. Yeah. The two, uh, the two I had picked out with an early glance, uh, you know, all the pricing and matchups and everything just posted here recently. The two matchups I liked in terms of the pitchers were Doosan and then SK against LG. So you like SK to beat LG? Correct. So SK is minus 129 on the money line. Oh, cheap. That's, yeah. And, um, and you said you like Doosan versus the Giants? Correct. Doosan's minus 185. There you go. Lock them in. All right. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm taking <laughs> SK. I'm going to take the cheap price on SK and, uh, and probably – I hate betting huge favorites like one a dollar eighty five to two fifty you know over anything close to two or over I really hate playing but at a, at a dollar twenty nine ah you know I'll, I have no idea what I've never watched a game in my life but I'm gonna maybe I'll wake up at five thirty in the morning and watch the game and and take take the take SK wyverns I guess that's how you pronounce it yeah do you know what a wyvern is. Again, it's you're like, putting us on the spot here. We know, <laughs> no, dude. I have no idea what a wyvern not. is. I can barely <laughs> pronounce it. How do you think? Why do you think that I know what that is? It's it's so it's like a dragon basilisk thing. I learned this part by watching uh, the ESPN broadcast. I had to share it. Okay, well, well thank you for that. Now, now we, now, <laughs> this that was worth the, coming on the podcast by itself. Yes. So, Ira, hopefully you don't look at the standings before you place that bet because SK is 1-5 going against the Giants who are 5-1. and one. But it really comes down to the pitching matchup. So that's the thing uh, where I try to uh, you know, research these matchups and potential players to use in DFS without looking at the record so much or the price tags. You might feel a little bit better about Doosan. I know they're a much more expensive favorite. Uh, but they are four and two. So there you go. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Why not? Why not? I, I, they're not, I mean, SK, I mean, I don't know if you, if you got confused there for a second, but SK is playing LG. I did. Yes. Thank you for correcting me. So yeah, but one even, in five I mean, yeah, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the records. It's one in five versus yep. three and three and, and right. SK lost nine to five. Uh, yesterday, 
But uh, I like that. I like that they're a short favorite, and I like that you're taking a team that's one in five. It's a little maybe uh, not as a chalky as most people would think. It's more probably contrarian, even though they are the favorite. They've only won one game. So I do kind of like that from a betting perspective. So I'm going to ride with you here, and I'm going to take SK to beat uh, the LG Twins. Excellent. Yeah, oh, maybe uh, maybe if they had a, a better win-loss record, the price would be more expensive. So maybe we've got a little bit of value here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll throw a couple different games out there. And I uh, am basing my decision solely on bullpen performance. So uh, I like the um, Hanwha Eagles to win against Kia. They're rolling Shi uh, Wan Jang out, and he is a uh, gonna be making his second start. He had one quality start last time he played. It was a uh, uh, six innings pitched, um, quality start, three earned runs. So that's pretty low, cons- all things considered. And uh, he's got a pretty decent bullpen behind him, so uh, he's gonna be able to probably get deep in this game. He is struggling offensively, and so I think that they're going to be able to win this game and probably get another good selling out in, out of Jang. And then, of course, I'm going to go ahead and take the Kaiwoom Heroes because Samsung leads the league in strikeouts, and they have the lowest batting average in the KBO. So I am going to look at Kaiwoom to go ahead and win. And, uh, yeah, we'll see – how that goes. Yeah, I mean, Kaiwoom is only a, a 232 favorite, so I would hope they would win the game. Oh, 232 favorite. Well, then I'll probably look <laughs> at some alternate lines to decrease some of that juice. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just – But I maybe hate, even – I hate, uh, I hate betting over. over $2 favorites in baseball. They just – it's just uh, – it's like you just need a whole bottle of whiskey and a revolver, mm-hmm. as they say, especially yeah. when you're, especially when you're watching a, a huge favorite in baseball. Yeah. Well, two thirty-two. I will not be taking that. So, but uh, as far as the, uh, let's see, what was the other game I was talking about? I'm sorry, the Hanwha Eagles. What are the, What's their uh, odd right now? The Eagles are plus a dollar seventeen against the Tigers. Oh yeah, I'll take that. I I've like got that. some. I got a couple stats to support that play. Devin. Okay. Uh, just based on one thing you asked yesterday, in terms of higher priced bats that underperformed. Mm-hmm. So looking at Kia, and so you're picking Hanwha against Kia. Kia, that's the team managed by Matt Williams, uh, former yeah. big league star, and to me. Their three, four hitters are attractive plays. They're both lefties, power hitters. But other than that, their lineup is a little bit weak. And I stacked those two guys yesterday, and they underperformed. Tucker, the three-hitter, went one for two with two walks. Mm-hmm. And then they I, – so I figured if, if they worked around him, then the cleanup hitter – actually, he was batting fifth last night. But then the power guy behind him would clean up. But he went 0 for 4. And if you can work around those two guys – then I think you have a great chance to beat Kia. It seems like the the pitcher last night did that. Um, so I, I think that's the way to beat Kia is, is just try to avoid those two guys, those big boppers in the middle of the lineup. Uh, so hopefully Hanwha will do that for you. Yeah, Kia struggles 
Um, Preston Tucker does lead the KBO in RBIs, but that's surprising considering that he uh, didn't really score a ton of runs in their first like series and a half. I think it was just matchup, really. I think you're going to see some regression coming from him. Kia leads the um, – I'm sorry, they don't lead. Uh, they're second behind Samsung in strikeouts with 51. Samsung's at 57. They're the only two teams that are in the 50s as far as uh, team strikeouts. So I think that makes it a little bit more uh, enticing for me and maybe even the under because I think they could probably get uh, – you know, I don't know about a shutout, but I, they'll probably only score a couple runs if, you know, my gut's right. Yeah, and then to follow up on those high strikeout numbers in Samsung, that's another team I really think you can attack with the pitching staff. Yeah, I just I just haven't been impressed with the Samsung bats. That's the team that has Saladino, Saladino in the middle of the lineup, and they just they just haven't put it together offensively. Yeah, their batting average is really terrible. I think it's still under two hundred after the games from this morning. So. It's um, maybe look at the under on that because that's going to be a really good pitcher uh, battle in that game. Uh, Samsung's pitching is not terrible. So, I mean, they can stay in some games, but they're not uh, getting their bats where they need to be. Uh, real quickly, one of the – or I'm going to just throw this out there. Kaiwim has the best pitching uh, – team pitching ERA uh, right now at 2.76. And uh, they also – um, have a really uh, low walk rate. They've only walked 13 batters. Um, that's league low. So just uh, another thing to throw out there. Put that uh, pitching, starting pitching in that bullpen uh, that's above league standards together. And, uh, uh, yeah, their bullpen has pitched uh, so far. This was as of yesterday, 23 innings. And they have a 3.13 ERA, 1.26 whip, and only four walks. But uh, that's the bullpen specifically. So, yeah, combine the Kiwoom Kai, Kai starters with that bullpen. I think um, you have some, some stuff you can depend on and not feel too bad about it if you take them in some bets. Yeah, that's a great thing uh, for both DFS and betting is looking at these bullpens it's so much different in the KBO than in Major League Baseball where you've got guys coming out every inning, 7th, 8th, ninth, that are throwing 96 to 98. You don't have those guys in the KBO. So the bullpens are getting rocked. Yeah. These teams have a, a bullpen ERA of like 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. Tucson. <laughs> yeah, so like you said, focusing on a team with like Kiwum who's strong pit- pitching across the board – uh, is extremely valuable. I think what's huge to point out is what the important parts of the KBO are to look out for <clears throat> stats wise, like the little things that you wouldn't really think of, but you know, there's not a lot of strikeouts typically throughout the league. And then, so that makes walks a little bit more valuable. You know, if you find valuable batters or teams that can help support your, you know, bets or your, ideas on your angles um teams that draw a lot of walks and uh have high rbi totals are going to be pretty synonymous i think you'll find and then also whip 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 you got to have low whip as a pitcher in the kbo um 
you know, for those that don't know, that's walks and hits combined plus uh, per inning pitched. Um, so if you're putting guys on base, you're putting yourself at jeopardy, especially if you're a bullpen pitcher. So with that being said, <clears throat> Andrew, do you have anything going on as far as this slate coming up? Uh, do you have a guy that you're looking out for? Do you have a pitcher? Um, I know you talked about Dusan's pitcher that you're liking tonight, but is there a, another valuable arm? So um, the other arm I targeted so far at this point in the day is Ricardo Pinto for SK. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are the two guys I was looking at on DraftKings. The Dusan pitcher, that ace I mentioned, Young Ha Lee, and then Pinto for SK. All right, give me SK minus $1.29. I love it. You're just building SK the case. SK might roll. Yeah, yeah, SK's going to roll tonight. All right, guys, we've got a couple minutes left. Any final thoughts here on tonight's slate, Any uh, both from betting or DFS or any other general kind of shout-outs, comments, questions you want to throw out there, Andrew or Devin? I'm just going to go ahead and at least throw a couple of the lots of Giants bats in my lineup because of the bullpen of Doosan. I might do a uh, like a hopefully under-owned stack of two, maybe three guys, depending on the value I can find. Um, Dixon Machado might be in the middle of that. He's a little upper priced, the shortstop for the Giants. Um, but I think if I can find three really good, valuable guys in that Giants lineup, I could really probably – you know, help myself as far as separation, as far as ownership. Machado's got some really good bat speed. Yes, he does. I don't uh, know why he wasn't that good in the majors. I think he was hurt a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, paying off for him so so far. Uh, yeah, and for me, it's just the, it's the deuce on stack. Um, and then uh, most likely picking up one of those value catchers that I mentioned. Uh, that's the start of my build. And yeah. um, perfect for folks for folks who want some more specific lineup advice. Uh, Ira, you mentioned DFS Coach Talk. That's a, another entity I'm working with, and uh, we provide specific lineup advice in the KBO for our members. So folks can check that out at DFSCoachTalk.com. Great. Yeah, and I was just about yeah. to say, uh, check out Andrew on Twitter at Language Olympic. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. All right, check out Devin Ellington at D-A-L-E. I am Ira Silver Magic on Twitter. We are at Hoopball Gaming. This has been a Hoopball presentation. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Andrew, we got to do another one soon, uh, sooner rather than later, because uh, this was a fun one. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me, guys. Oh, it was a pleasure. All right, guys, see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.